This week's episode is brought to you by the Doors Open Connect app platform, available on the Apple App Store to download now. Designed by real estate professionals for real estate professionals. Looking to leverage your business and take it to the next level with the newest technology available? Doors Open Connect. If you're not sure what we're about, make sure to listen to the first episode ever and we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closed. Hello there. This is Deshaun with Doors Open Connect Podcast. This is my co-host, Rick Haas, and thank you all for listening and for all your support. We hope you all, all are safe out there and doing well. So let's, uh, let's dive into the meat and potatoes, Rick. So let's talk about Sunday's virtual open house. This past Sunday, we had a great virtual open house. It was a trivia and a scavenger hunt sponsored by Jess Morris of Marzuka Real Estate where she gave over 200 away. We told her 150, she went above and beyond and gave over $200 away to help support local business and to help give back to the community all while maximizing the exposure for her listing in a time when open houses uh, were kind of shut down there. And not only did she get well over 1800 views and counting, she received a couple hundred comments, likes and over 10 shares with watch parties from Florida all the way to Michigan. She got maximum exposure to the listing in a time of a lockdown and no open houses. She also gave back in a big way to those who turned in and share, or tuned in and shared the event to get amazing engagement. Yeah, Rick, uh, and actually that number has climbed since then. When we, uh, we were first looking into, into those numbers, it was actually on Monday, so. It's hard to keep track of that number. I'm sure it's like over 2,400 by now. Yeah, it's going up. People are asking about um, that listing in particular, and one of the big things that I can, I can note is that even if the buyer wasn't on that live, um, and maybe the, the stream never, never comes across their platform, but I guarantee um, future sellers and buyers were on that live, and would appreciate um, Jess Morris going above and beyond and standing out amongst um, other real estate agents that are kind of just um, waiting on the sidelines for open houses to open and up. You know, it's 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 almost impossible in today's today's world with this COVID nineteen to to get exposure to a listing. You can't. A lot of people don't want to go to a listing um, because they're they're afraid of you know the COVID nineteen and open houses are shut down. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, you know, it's hard to get exposure to a listing, but I think what we're doing with these uh, virtual open house scavenger hunts um, is not only fun, um, but it gets a lot of eyes on it. I mean, we have over eight, she had over 1,800 views when we last counted on Sunday. You know, that's, that's how many eyeballs? 900? It's, it's a lot. And people, people had fun. You know, they gave, uh, um, she offer, also offered an incentive, which was different in this week's virtual open house, which was, you know, um, share this page. Uh, the video and uh, with your friends and your family and and we'll uh, include you in a uh, um, basically a raffle uh, for another gift card at the very end which um, she's already done so um, it, it's just great for people all around it's a win-win I think you know I was I was filming uh, and I, both my hands were were tied up filming with the phones I was so upset because I didn't have a third hand I wanted to share that so I can enter myself into the contest <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, but there is some good news. Um, over the uh, the MLS posted up a notice, at least here in Southwest Florida, and it reads like this on May 26. Last week, Florida Realtors submitted a comprehensive COVID-19 live open house guide to the Surgeon General's office for consideration, and it has been approved. It is still recommended that virtual open houses be used whenever possible. But if it is determined that a virtual open house is not the best option, you can now schedule a live open house in the matrix. 
Finally, finally, we're getting, we're getting back there, you know. And uh, one of the things I can mention that we, we learned about this is uh, now we have these virtual open houses kind of um, dialed in a little bit to where we can engage the audience in a social media uh, live event. So now it's almost like, well, why don't, you do, why don't you show up an hour early before a live open house event, still have people participate um, for the virtual open house, uh, and then um, you know, end that on a good note after about you know, 45 minutes to an hour, which we figured um, in a smaller house, and, uh, and then start your regular, your regular open house. Kill two birds with one stone, because um, you know, there's going to be people that want to view the house, but they're not going to they're not going to be ready to show up to an open house. And there's going to be people that are like, get me the heck out of the house. I want to go to an open house, you know. So um, we, can, we can kill two birds with one stone by doing a virtual open house for the first hour and then the rest of it an open house. And that, my friends, is called going above and beyond and standing out in the field of real estate as we innovate and pivot and adapt and, and move into the future with this, uh, with this pandemic. Now let's dive into our uh, special guest today. I'm really excited to do this. We've been wanting to do it for a while. Um, today we have uh, with us Jared Stressenruder, CEO of Divine Digital, whose company today has developed over 20 apps and platforms, including ours, Doors Open Connect. And they dip into everything from the app development to tablet development, website uh, and design um, development to podcasts, freelance work from brochures to other marketing and material, you name it. Chances are they do it. Welcome, Jared, to the Doors Open Connect podcast. Thanks, guys. So tech is super fascinating, and uh, more than ever do we as consumers need to pay attention. You and your company are on the front lines. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, how you got your start, and, uh, and how you found tech as a passion and, and uh, design and development for Divine Digital, uh, and how did it come to be? Yeah, so um, really I've been... I've been uh, fascinated by apps ever since college. You know, I think all of us were. I, I, well, at, when I went to college, I was 2010, 2012. I graduated in 2012. So, yeah, so apps were really just coming to the scene. You know, that's when um, the Instagram app came out and became really popular. Um, people started having app ideas. Shark Tank was becoming popular. So when you're hanging with your guys and everything, you're usually talking about app ideas. Well, my senior year of college, I went to school for marketing. Right. Nothing in computer science or anything like that. And um, my senior year, there was a sign in the, in the yard at, at, on campus, and it said, JJ's Entrepreneurs, win $10,000 for your business idea. I was like, wow, JJ's Entrepreneurs, that's, that's one, such a cool name. I, always, I used to want people to call me JJ growing up. Mm -hmm. My name's Jared James. I was like, oh, JJ is so much cooler. Um, but that never happened. Uh, so I entered the contest, ended up actually winning the contest for my very first app idea called Toodle. And it stood for To Do Locally. Um, it was an app that you just put in your location, and it told you about events that are happening around you. So this was 2012. That was, that was pretty innovative back pretty then, cool. I guess. Um, but uh, it, w it wasn't as many resources available as there are now. Now there's probably dozens of those apps out there already. And um, so we launched in West Palm Beach. We got some really good success with that. I, I scaled it out to 70, 17 cities across the country and um, ended up ultimately uh, getting bought out and, and, and uh, getting merged into another bigger umbrella company. Um, and it was a really great experience. You know what I mean? Everything that I wanted to do as being part of an entrepreneur with that app um, was done. And I thought, man, I, if I ever can, I want to go back into that industry and walk other people through that process as well. And so that's ultimately how Divine Digital came to be. Um, there was a lot of things that happened in between there. But 
I won't bore you guys with the details, but now, I guess eight years later, um, here we are with Divine Digital Agency. We've, we've developed now over 50 apps, um, over 100 web projects, and um, have, have had similar success stories like mine um, for a few of our clients as well that are going through this app development journey and um, you know, be getting to be along the ride with it uh, every step along the way. So I, I get the best of both worlds, so it's been, it's been fun. That's awesome. So are you, are you from, you said West Palm, uh, West Palm Beach. Where are you originally from? From Naples. From Naples. Um, went to Gulf Coast High School. Left, went to college over in West Palm Beach, Palm Beach Atlantic University. And then um, after the whole app thing with Toodle, and I, um, uh, after that I moved into like a tech support role for the company that, that eventually acquired that um, uh, app that I had. I actually moved back to Naples, Florida to help VentureX start franchising. Okay. Um, so that's how I ended up coming back to the hometown. And um, after I had left VentureX, um, I began Divine Digital, so that's why I'm back here now in Naples. We started. We started here. Back, back to Naples. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a, it's the best. I mean, everybody, people leave. They sometimes talk bad about it, or whatever. Everyone ultimately either comes back or they, if they're here, they love it. So. Right. So how many, how many companies would you say you're involved as in as a consultant now? Has COVID nineteen affected that at all? Yeah, good question. So uh, active projects we have right now that are like currently under development, um, we're close to ten projects. Okay. Um, COVID's impact on those 10 projects are we're about the same right now because the amount of projects that we probably didn't get because of COVID, we also got new ones because of COVID. Okay. Um, a lot of businesses are starting to be more self-aware about moving and becoming more digital. Um, so it's been kind of a wash. We're holding on tight. We're, you know, we're checking and yeah. we're, 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 we're counting our blessings and everything. But as of right now, I see that as kind of a wash of some opportunities missed because of COVID, but some opportunities gained because of COVID. And how many projects have you completed? Well, it all depends. I mean, when we first started, we opened up the agency. Um, we're, we're in our fourth year now. Um, we did anything and everything. Yeah. Um, marketing materials, social media, um, magnet design. That was a funny story. That was my very first project for Divine Digital when we were called Web Guy Services. I designed a magnet for somebody of the top 10 things you should do every day. And I had to meet him in like a Home Depot parking lot to collect like a hundred dollars <laughs> cash for it. And I was like, I left corporate for this. Like, was I sh am I sure I made the right decision? But um, you know, we really uh, focused in over the last two years, especially since we developed the Doors Open projects. Honestly, and I'm not just saying this because it's podcast, but being in the app space again and, and and knowing that that's where my expertise is and that's what a, our specialty service service is. Uh, we've really just niched into just developing apps now. So over the last two years, we've developed close to 50 apps. Um, and right so, you, now, so you don't meet you don't make magnets and meet people in Home no, Depot parking lots anymore. <laughs> no, thank God. Um, that was that was just and that's that's just what we had to do. Those were the first steps you had to take. It's a, it's, it's a learning. Pro everything's a learning process. Nobody gets anything Man, perfect. The you right grab right the step. lowest hanging fruit you can when you're in business for yourself for the first time because. You're on a life raft, right. you're floating out there in the middle of the ocean, and whatever you can grab, you're gonna grab, and and just take what you grab and put some in your pocket and put some back out there to, yeah, to, you know, grow your business and, and 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 get ultimately to the point to where you can specialize in just one service. Mm -hmm. But it takes that time. It takes those magnet projects. In the it's a life. it's a grind, man. You know, I mean, obviously we, was starting with you with the doors open connect. I mean, from the beginning you. I think a lot of people have this misconception of I, you know, and a lot of people say this. All it takes is a good idea. Mm. But it's like a good idea. It takes a whole lot more than just a good idea. It takes figuring out how to put the pieces together, figuring out where 
your product fits in the marketplace, and then also, you know, getting with um, uh, folks like yourself so we can design the, the mainframes and the platforms. And, and really, you guys did a great job with taking our idea and, and really expanding upon it. You did help uh, a lot with... Um, if I get, if I got paid off good ideas, I'd be a millionaire by now. Well, <laughs> There's a lot that goes. Yeah, and it's for me. Everyone always thinks that's the finish line. I go, guys, you, you're that's just the starting line. Right. Yeah. And even building the app, I, a lot of people think, oh, when the app's done and it's launched, I'm at the finish line. I've made it. I've made the app. Reality check. Now you're at a new starting line. Guess what? It's another race you have to run. Right. Yep. It's called marketing and building, building and growing. And CEO. And then guess what? There's a new re uh, starting line. It's called revenue. You know what I mean? And profitability. Right. So there's a lot of races people have to run. Um, and I, I would also add that a lot of a lot of people, and I've listened to a ton of podcasts, a ton of, you know, I've read a lot of books, audio books, whatever, um, on investment and tech startups, etc. Most most of them suggest that everybody's going to shoot you down and tell you your idea is not a good one, and you have to grind through that mentally, you know, physically, emotionally first, pounding the pavement. You know, since we started, everybody's told us our idea is a great one, and we're still mm. grinding, like grinding, grinding, you know, and I think that's important for people to understand that. And even the, even now with our success stories and our testimonials, we're still, you know, finding our place and, and grinding it out to, tr to truly build the brand and, and find out um, how to how to expand, even with having everything live and active. Yeah, so you're right. So it's, it doesn't, just because it's a good idea or a bad idea doesn't, doesn't promise its outcome of being either successful or not successful. Yeah, it's like anything in business. It's a risk. Right. Um, well, well, hold on. One of the things I like to think on that, though, is it's always better to have channels over concepts. You know what I mean? People always, when, when producing an app idea, they always think, oh, the concept's more important than the channel. Well, if I get a good concept, I can make it work. No, the channel is more important, and that's something that uh, we try to reiterate to our clients as much as possible is that there, the, the output that you have to put into this app after the fact of it's being built is more important, that idea. And I think that hits back on Deshaun's point of, you know, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean that, you know, all the channels are going to be there for you right away or vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, you just kind of have to make your own. And I, I would also um, piggyback off that and say that, you know, maybe in the beginning phases of um, our development for our, our concept is that, you know, maybe I was, there was a bit of naivety there that um, once we built the app, put terms and conditions in place, people were going to, professionals were going to come on mm -hmm. and other professionals who needed jobs or uh, needed help, um, they were going to work together and there was going to kind of be a hands-off kind of situation, mm -hmm. which uh, we, we, you obviously found out that it's a very, very hands-on people person business relationship thing, which is which is great. I'm, you know, I'm super passionate about it, and I love helping people, and I love meeting people, and um, so it's worked out in a good way. But again, in the beginning, I thought, you know, okay, we're going to build this great thing, and people are going to come, and we're just going to. You well, know. you're literally that. I use the tagline that Field of Dreams movie all the time. I said, app building is not like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. No. Think about the only apps that you that you've downloaded as well. You know what I mean. You don't just as a realtor, boom! All of a sudden, realize in your head, oh, there's a new doors open app that I have to download that can help make my business more successful. It takes marketing. It takes you know points of contact, and uh, you know they usually say it takes seven points of contact in order for somebody to convert. So same thing with downloading an app. And and to uh, but before you get into your question, Rick, I think um, how many um, I haven't seen the statistics lately, but about how many apps are uploaded to the app store a day would you say oh, yeah it's it's over a thousand for yeah. sure wow. i mean it's there's 
millions of apps in the app store. So they get lost in the sauce with everything else unless you can get in front of your customers in a direct way. Mm -hmm. And then once you actually have them, once they've downloaded the app, I mean, you literally then have the customer in the palm of their hand. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is which is valuable as a business. So then it's just following up and, and touching base and... and uh, providing value. And providing value. Yeah, providing yeah. good value. So let's, let's say you have someone with an app idea or a business idea. What would the first consultation look like or advice would you give them? What's the first step you tell them? Let's wireframe it. Um, a wireframe is an expression in our industry that is comparable to like a blueprint in the real estate industry, right? So... Building an app is a lot like building a house. You wouldn't want to just hire some guys off the street and say, start building. You want to have a blueprint to follow and say, hey, here you go, guys. Mm -hmm. This is what I want you to build. Um, and, and taking that and doing that is, is so valuable in the idea uh, development process. You know, a lot of people have great ideas. Almost every single person that's listening to this podcast or just out in the street has some sort of idea, whether it's an app idea or a business idea or whatever. Um, but they never put it down on paper. Maybe they'll put it down on like the back of a napkin or they'll put like they'll dump ideas into their notes folder on their phone, but they won't ever actually visualize it. They visualize it a little bit in their heads, but not on paper. So that's what's so important about a wireframe is that it's the first time that the app is actually like in existence. And so what we do is if a client comes to us, we just sell them that service. We say, hey, we don't need to know the ins and outs of your of your app concept. We don't need to know if it's a good idea. We just need to see it. Right. And you can sit here and tell me about it as much as you can over the next three hours. And I can say, OK, this is how much it's going to cost you. But I'll be doing us both a disservice. You know what I mean? I'll be shooting in the dark. So yeah. um, we've created the wireframe package service. It's a flat two thousand dollars starting point wireframe package service that we offer to our clients to say, you're serious about this. Dip your toe in the water. See if you're serious about it. Put this investment down. We'll, we'll dive into the details. I mean, you're going to get your money's worth out of that investment that you're making, but now you're going to see your concept on paper for the first time. So we start with a think tank session. We get all of my team together. Uh, we extract all of your ideas, all your details, and we start putting it into a wireframe of your entire app so you can see every single screen and every single piece of functionality and make sure it's laid out there perfectly for you. And that's, that's step one of our process. Our app development process, we've broken down into a three-step process. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. What will be the – so, so the – and I think that's super important to notice because uh, I will say that, like, with just with DOC, like, I, I, before it was even called that, uh, Doors Open Connect, um, I was shopping it around just asking people for, you know, what they thought about it. And, again, it was in my head, but I, I couldn't really – it was just there, you know. But, yeah. And then I remember it was Easter Sunday, and I put it down. I was like, everybody's out you know, celebrating the holidays, because back then you could. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, I was just frustrated, and I was fed up, and I, was, um, I just went to the office, and I'm like, just put it on paper. Mm -hmm. And then from that, and then, uh, you know, getting the concept kind of rolling, then I, I went and sought your service, and then I would say, um, which kind of leads into my next question, uh, is why should somebody sit down with Divine Digital um, over the plethora of other app developers from, let's say, uh, like Silicon Valley or Upworks or freelancers.com. Yeah. One is availability and access. And I could talk about all these like business things of, of valuable adjectives that I can, you know, describe our company about, um, like honesty, transparency, communication, all that stuff. But what I will say is, is that our three-step process is super unique in the industry. Um, everybody's going to want to sit down first and go to those Silicon Valley guys or talk to somebody on Upwork that's going to outsource it overseas or whatever. 
and they're going to take everything about your idea, tell you it's a great idea, shake their head a lot, and then throw an invoice in front of you or a proposal in front of you that's a shot in the dark. Because they know that, hey, if I can, if I can hit on one of these, I can get a good payout, and we'll go through the development process after the fact and get the details after the fact. But for us, we put the brakes on the project and say, it's going to be a significant investment. Right. Let's make a small, smart investment first and not jump into the deep end of development. A lot of agencies won't be willing to do that or aren't willing to do that because they don't want to just get a small piece of the pie. They want to go for the whole pie right from the get-go. And for me, um, I want to make sure that pie is not poisonous first before we both eat it. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's see if this is a good idea. Let's see it. To like, like when you see it on paper, you might think to yourself, oh, man, this, this isn't actually as great as I thought. Or you get it in front of people in the wireframe phase, you can get some good feedback and you can get some um, confirmation to continue to move forward. And a lot of other agencies don't want to take that risk of seeking that confirmation because some ideas could die in the water then at that point. Right. But for us, yeah. we want to make sure that it's a smart investment moving forward, and that's why we'll just push you in that direction to get started. And and that's that's one of the reasons why I came to you, um, especially, obviously, you were recommended highly um, by some of the friends in the area that you've helped uh, with their businesses. But I was trying freelancer.com, you know, people that I would talk to, they'd be up in China while I'm sleeping, you know, uh, yeah. and then they just, just don't understand it and they don't grasp the idea, no matter, for me, it seemed like a very simple idea at the time. I, I understand that it's it's pretty complex when you dive into, you know, how a watch works, but um, the, you know, sitting down with you and then having you here locally has been one of the greatest things ever and you've been super responsive uh, to, with us and you've helped us out. Um, tremendously from everything from the start of the wireframe, but really genuinely listening uh, and then, uh, you know, performing on, on what you said you were going to do um, has been has been great, you know, and, and we have somebody to come see and talk to here at your office. Um, you, al you allow us to utilize the space for the, for the podcast, but I think it's super important um, to point out that it's, it's better to have somebody that you can sit down with who can you know, take your concept from, from point A to point B, mm -hmm. you see it on paper, and then you dive into it, and then all of a sudden you, it starts to come to life, and, uh, and then you have the time frames and the process. And you also did, uh, you, you did um, a great service to us as well when you, you offered some advice. You said, look, slow down, let's do one on iOS, Apple first, because there's a, you know, there's a cost to get it working there, and then once you get the things working there, then uh, prove concept, then take it over to Android, but um, both uh, platforms have have a significant cost feature, and every time you have to make a change on one app, you you have to make a change on the other, and it's gonna it's gonna be costly. So um, right now we we're ready for Android, but nice. but before that, um, it was a smart move. It was yeah. It was I feel I feel like other companies would be like, no, pay for the whole thing. Just give us all your money. Yeah, give us your bank yeah. account number. What's the, what's the right? And and you're tied in, and you're you're just handcuffed to the developers and. Unfortunately, I, I went through that process on my first even app development project and, and learned a lot from that. And, and what's fortunate for me in the industry that I'm in is that that's the industry norm for our, for our industry, unfortunately, of, of development. Everybody hears those horror stories of, oh, I sent the, my developer this amount of money. I've never heard from them again. Or I got the code and it, I can't even open up the app. It just crashes every time, stuff like that. Like That happens. I get those phone calls often unfortunately of just you know salvage projects hey can you help us out this is a situation i'm in 
And so one of the easiest things that our company's just ever had to do is just be, like you said, honest and straightforward and listen to the customers. And if you just continue to do that, you, you get a good reputation because it's, it is a rarity, unfortunately, in our industry. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so what would you say some of the, you know, we have some intense features and we've got a phase two, phase three lined up. Um, actually, I, I want to double, double back a little bit because a lot of people, and I'll, I had this challenge in the beginning too. People will say, don't tell anybody, um, people are going to steal your idea. So being able to come to somebody that you can trust uh, is, is super difficult um, no matter what. And again, that, that's also one reason why you know, I, I'm sitting with you face to face, you know, having somebody um, that uh, we can hold accountable, but that is we, being- We know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> that's being, <laughs> that's being, that's being honest. Um, but how do you feel about that? Do you get a lot of people who come in here all secret with their briefcases locked up and like- Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I get it. I mean, I was the same way when I first started. I've gotten tougher skin, I think, over the time now because I've seen a lot of projects where I want to just think to people, just get over it. Like, yeah. If you're that worried about somebody stealing your idea, then you probably shouldn't get in business in general for yourself because everybody replicates similar ideas. I right. Mean, the the best form of, of flattery is 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 um, replication. So, right. you know. Mark wasn't looking over his shoulder when he was building Facebook, worrying about Instagram or anything like that, or the next one, or you know, Tom from MySpace, he was looking over his shoulder a lot in pictures, but he wasn't worried about <laughs> Facebook. That was that one. I did. Um, he wasn't worried. It's the only about picture Facebook he's got. Like that, right? Yeah, you run your. It's in our bathroom. Too. I don't know if you've noticed. It, it is did. in our bathroom. He, I he saw left that. us a testimonial. Um, signed it too. Yeah, signed. It. Yeah. Um, where was I going? You know, people run your race, and 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 the rest of it will take care of itself. If if they were gonna beat you with your own idea, well, that's on you. You right. know what I mean? Like, if you had the idea first, and they're better to execute it, well, then they beat you. That's right. the free enterprise. System. There's always competition out there for everything. So, but there are certain ideas, there are certain concepts, and and you know, your guys this was one of them, and I had no problem signing the NDA. We'll sign an NDA. You know, no problem. Right. Let's, let's let's make it comfortable for everybody. And um, there are, you know, protection levels that help you with that. So uh, there is some value there behind it. But that would be the first thing that I would say to the person is let's let's let's, let's get o- get over it. Yeah, and, let's and sign do it. it. Let's get over it, and then let's. let's uh, get and that's like the point where I had to get to as well, because you know, going into business sometimes for your first for your for the first time, um, they, there's a lot of hesitation there. And, and what we found is is like let's go. And then there's a lot of people out there now, even to this day. Are you afraid that somebody's gonna? And I'm like. Man, I gotta. Do you know how hard you got to get lawyers to draft up stuff? You got to get terms and agreements. You got to get the app features working great the way they are. Then you know I've got a phase two, a phase three. You've got to get the testimonials. You got to get the data. You got to get all this stuff, but you know just to catch up to us. And now they're you know five hundred million dollar companies that could go out and try to do it tomorrow overnight. You know possibly, but are they going to take the energy to do something like that? That's not. And again, a lot of brokers in our business, a lot of brokers are busy with their brokerage. We can help them with their brokerage. We can help the real estate agent. They're busy with their own stuff and their own lives. They're not going to take time to sit down like most most of them, I would say, won't sit down and, and risk their business and, and try to put together this side project um, like like we I was able to do. So uh, get over it. I think that's great advice. And just move. Move right. as quickly as you can. And... Um, 
you know, take it very seriously and, and just work work the magic on all fronts. You yeah, know? and don't be discouraged if there's other apps out there that have similar concepts. For me, whenever somebody comes to us with a concept, we always go to the app store first and say, okay, let's see what we can find that's out there that's mm-hmm. similar, right? Well, when they see that something else is out there, they get discouraged. Like, oh, that person kind of had like a similar idea. No, for me, that's just validation that the concept has merit, that right. there's other people that see value in this idea. If I go to an app store and there's nothing else out there, we talked about it earlier. There's millions of apps in the app store. If nobody else has that idea, it's probably not a good idea, and nobody else wants it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because somebody else has already done it. Mm-hmm. You can you can carve your own niche. You can specialize in something and, and produce your own revenue. Not all of us are going to be Instagram or Facebook or right. Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. We're not more than likely anybody that comes to our doors won't develop that next version of that. I mean, even going back to MySpace, MySpace was the big thing, and then all of a sudden Facebook popped up and kind of like took over the world you know right right but you can still build successful apps within certain niches certain Mm -hmm. industries that have i mean super successful buyouts and they might not be mainstream names or they might not be household names or whatever of apps that everybody has but hey if you have enough people in a certain industry that have it and that provides value for you'll be rewarded for it so and Mm -hmm. and i'd like to add that it, it's the process, right? So you're, you're, you're figuring things out and you'll hear a lot of successful people um, who built successful companies. They say when, you know, the, the journey was, was a lot more pleasurable. The, the experience and figuring things out was a lot more fun than, than getting to the top. So going through these um, challenges, each one has their own. You start to, to get experience, but you can also, if that idea all of a sudden isn't taken off, maybe you can pivot within that business right i mean and and find something that is because along the way you start to find out little tidbits of information about each business um and different avenues where you're like huh i didn't think about that we could probably work that into you know like even with the virtual open house thing i mean i'm not going that direction right this second but you know maybe we can implement some a a version like that where it helps agents out um in the future so all kinds of ideas Well, being able to pivot and being able to adapt is so Huge, you know, especially right now with what's going on with COVID, everybody's had to adapt or pivot in some sort of regards. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen is that initially there were so many of our clients in the app space that were like, oh, you know, so, so, you know, worried or or, or obviously everyone's worried, but so uh, disgruntled about that their app concept might not have merit or need or value to it now that this whole thing's going on. And what we actually realized was this whole thing going on has actually provided more value, more opportunities for your app concept and maybe little pivot tweaks to it mm-hmm. that you never would have thought of before if you couldn't be within six feet of somebody or if you couldn't go to a restaurant or if you could, et cetera. So um, I think it's opened up just as many doors in at least the app space that it's closed. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I mean, obviously it hurt us and we were in the very beginning, we were kind of like, you know, the wind got taken out of our sails once they said open houses were done. But, uh, you know, our, our biggest challenge is, is letting the, um, the agents know that we are much more than just focused on open houses. Of course, open houses are, is our foundation and, and that's, you know, we're going to continue to build upon that. But what we've had to do was innovate with, you know, cause we never thought about virtual open houses before, you never know, had, now never we, had to. we've had to kind of become, right you know, an expert in the area and, and, you know, overnight. Um, and we had to figure that out. And thank, thankfully that happened now in this stage of our business, because if, you know, I was telling Rick, I said, you know, uh, halfway through it, I'm like, man, we're really blessed because what if we had had all this staff, all these people, um, on and like certain companies like, uh, 
all of a sudden when they closed the open houses, we were shut down over overnight mm. pretty much and having to scramble at the last minute to try to keep people employed, et cetera. Right. Luckily for us, we're small enough now, right at the moment, that we didn't we didn't have to do that. Um, there would have been a much bigger fire to fight. <laughs> right, and the, and the overhead costs were, uh, were were very low. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think that's important um, important to point point out because now we have something else on the horizon. So if this ever happens again, we can we're we'll, ready. We'll be ready for something along those and lines. People relate you to that now too. Like Re since you guys were the name and the people that were there during that part during that process mm -hmm. of adapting um they're going to remember that and they're going to mm -hmm. appreciate you guys even more after the fact yeah we yeah so what would you say some of the craziest projects or some of the hardest hardest projects that are, or features that you've ever seen oh man it, you know it changes every day um the features are only getting more advanced more you know complex more sophisticated my wife was showing me something yesterday for the Apple update where now you have to update your phone because they can do facial recognition of your face with a mask on. So, <laughs> oh like, you can unlock your phone, open it, like, with a mask. Creepy. So, like, how crazy is that that within two months they've figured that – I mean, I imagine they probably were doing the research prior to because China obviously has had to deal with that for, you know, years now. But – and opening phones with masks on, especially now that that feature has become available. But – that's now a new feature that's on all of our phones. And how can they take, you know, less than 50% of your, like, least most identifiable part of your face and confirm that and open it and be able to do transactions? You know who that's so, going to affect? What's that? Bank robbers. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. they can't cover up their face. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. They'll still be able to recognize them. Like, oh, man, that's Billy. Man. That's <laughs> Billy, take off that hat <laughs> mask. What are you doing tell? over yeah, there? Come on, you and Apple. Siri's calling you out right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, things right now that are getting sophisticated is anything in the AI space, you know, artificial intelligence. We're doing stuff right now with a um, um, an app that allows partial AI into it, and so we're getting – we're getting more and more experience with that and, and building on that because that's changing every day You're as right. well, you know. And so, um, uh, you know, it could be a combination of things. But that, those are the two that I would see. Anything in the AI space, um, facial recognition space is interesting right now. Um, but I think more and more is going to come out there now with, with everything that's going on leaning towards the tech side. People are going to create some really cool things really fast. Mm -hmm. And um, we have the technology to be able to support that creativity now. So the, the opportunities are endless. So that's good to hear because we're gonna keep coming back to you for. Uh, yeah, we might have to implement it. some some AI, you know. Yeah, I think one of the ones that you know we presented to you during you know, our initial think tank phase and the wireframe phase was the geolocation, the mm -hmm. geofencing. Um, you know, we were talking about oh, when 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 an, when an agent goes into an open house and then they leave, are they checking out? Do they have to take a picture of themselves like outside? We talked about that like in the house to right. show that they're there. And we're like, no, we'll just build a geofence around whatever address they're at, and then we'll know if that app is there in that house at that time that they were there for that open house. So um, that was a really cool feature two, three years ago now yeah. that a lot of apps have implemented into it. So just that quickly, those types of things evolve. Well, yeah, that's the, and, and agents appreciate that too because mm -hmm. we literally were able to uh, eliminate um, the concerns for our many agents um, who have actually – Gone, uh, you know, set up an open house with uh, with an, with said agent, and that agent uh, is supposed to be there between one and, and three, and then at two thirty or two fifteen, they decide, nah, I'm going to leave early, right? And right. then then the seller comes home, and then they're like, 
wait a minute. I thought you were doing a, an open oh, house here, right. you know. How long were you here? Yeah, Did like, you, were you ever here? Oh, it's just a terrible right. bad look. And, and I talk to agents now, and I see their faces because they've all heard it. They've all heard of these stories and, and people doing that kind of stuff. And we want to get away from that. We, you know, are you professional? want to be ethical. Again, that's a lot of the, that's just one of the features in, in the accountability space that we have implemented into, into Doors Open Connect. Yeah. Um, and also, you've actually worked with a, with a local celebrity here, uh, yeah. uh, you know, little Cosmo Alexander. Uh, yeah, no, he, champ. The guy's the best. Um, yeah, fantastic project, fantastic human being. First, um, you know, love his heart, love his you know his his, his faith and everything. But um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that project, you know, and being able to tout that project out there, and um, and being part of that. I mean, when we were developing his app, was right whenever he knocked out Northcutt. Oh, yeah. So, like, we, I, I remember it was like, hey, we, we, uh, we signed the contract. You know, we were working with, with his, his buddy Keith, and um, we signed the contract, and uh, um, I think he came by, like, I think he knocked out Northcutt, like, not even 72 hours before. Not Keith, Cosmo, obviously. Yeah. Cosmo knocked off Keith, like, knocked out Northcutt. Uh, not Keith. 72 hours prior, and then came and was like, okay, how fast can we get out this app? Because this is, let's let's strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And so Cosmo's got a great following, and um, that was, yeah, that was a great project to work on as well. Yeah, that was um, uh, really happy, really happy for him. He's got an exciting, uh, hopefully a very exciting future and, and big things to, to come. Um so that's uh, that's exciting, and uh, of course we want to support everybody here, you know, locally. And and again, you got to come ch come check out uh, Jared at Divine because uh, th they're doing big some big things here. Um, so so when starting a company, what should the basic foundation look like? Mm. Yeah, because what's interesting is that um, um, I don't just build apps; I also have a business that we run as well. Uh, so anybody that's thinking about starting their own businesses. Uh, my advice would always be keep costs low. Uh, you can always you can always add cost to your business. It's it's always really difficult to remove cost from your business. Um, so I think one of the things that COVID and, and Corona has taught a lot of people is that um, your business needs to be agile. You know, and an agile business is usually a low cost business, low overhead business. Everyone wants to build a business and they think they have to build the next Titanic. But now people are starting to realize that hey, a speedboat or a kayak even would probably be a lot better to navigate through this entrepreneurship journey so um that would be my suggestion is don't worry additional costs will come don't start with a lot yeah that's what that's what i like that's what we like what you guys do with the wireframing is you're mm -hmm. like all right let's check it out first before right. before we uh get you involved in like sure. an even bigger investment For um sure. and how many times have you had people that went through the wire frame part and they're like actually I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't like yeah. this. Yeah. No, it happens. It yeah. happens. I would say 25% of our projects that come through our door now go through that after step one. They can get into step two, and that's where we go a little bit further prior mm -hmm. to development, where we'll get into like design and prototype, and so that you can see the colors of the app and the animations of the app prior to getting into development. But clients drop off on step one sometimes, and that's great for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's good. Let's, let's, let's know this now before we both – you know, invest a lot of time, yeah, and money into this. Exactly. Thing. Now we know, and so that wireframe is still—it's a universal wireframe. So if they decide later on to pick it up and take it to another development agency to build it, it's an industry standard wire. It's a blueprint. That that house isn't going anywhere. So yeah. Um, uh, so let's—I guess—a little bit more deeper into 
uh, phase two and phase three. You said uh, phase two includes design. Uh, were you missing anything there? Or? Yeah, pretty much it's the design and the prototype. In step one, we're worrying about uh, layout and functionality. Like, hey, is this how you want everything laid out? And are all the functionalities that you want for this app represented in this wireframe? Because we don't even touch color or logo or anything until step two. The reason why we do it that way is so that the client can just focus in on layout and functionality. You know what I mean? They might look at a screen and say, oh, that's not what I had in mind. That's terrible. And when we pick it apart, they realize that, oh, they just don't like the color purple. Everything else is fine. Right. But the color purple threw them off. So we keep that for step two so that they can focus in, confirm that all the functionality is represented. Then in step two, we get into the process of, okay, well, let's color all these lines in. Let's create your logo. Let's create your branding. Let's create mock content in all of these wireframe spots so that you can see actually how the app would look and feel. Because there's a feeling you get whenever you look at something. So how's it going to feel? I know it's just it's a glass screen. It's all going to feel the same. But how's it going to make your customer feel when they open it up? That's what we focus in more on during the step two process. So that at the end of it, now they can really show something. They've now taken the second step into the pool. Right. Rather than, you know, jumping into the deep end. And, you know, when you get into a pool, it's a lot easier to just walk in first, especially guys, and then walk into, like, your waist and then, you know, jump in or whatever. Right. So um, that's what we're pretty much doing with step two is let's walk this thing into the to the waist level and let's let's really confirm this thing before we, we get into development. So then what would step three look like? Straight development. Now everything's confirmed. You've got the, you've got the wireframe, all the functionalities line, outlined and, and confirmed. We've got the design prototype, the style, every single screen, every single filler text is all confirmed during step two. Now we know exactly what we're building in step three. When we tell you a price point for step three, that's to the penny. You know what I mean? There's no guessing. There's no, oh, hey, yeah, you mentioned this feature earlier, but we never thought about it. That's going to be an extra X amount of dollars. Right. Like people in this industry, that's like a common phrase. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. So um, for us, when we get to step three, we're pretty much just reconfirming everything we talked about and now my dev team's getting to work and what's great about that for our process and this process has been fine-tuned now over the last two years and so it's always you know getting better but what it allows the client to do during step three while we're working on development now there's no questions to be asked you've already confirmed everything else so it's going to take us 10 weeks 12 weeks to develop your app now and we usually can develop it faster now because we've already confirmed everything Um, during that time prep your marketing prep your launch because a lot of people think, and we talked about this analogy before, at the end of the development of an app, that's the finish line. No, that's just the starting mm-hmm. line of the actual business you're about to build. The app's just a vehicle of the business, not the whole business. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they're able to do then during step three, now that all the confirmation's done and we're not asking them for clarity and we're, we're following up and getting confirmations and stuff, they're focusing in on their launch. They're focusing in on, okay, what, what do I have to do to get this thing out there? So that when they're done with that preparation work, we're done with the development work. Now they can do both simultaneously, and that seems to be really, you know, a successful way to launch an app. And then you offer a couple of options um, after the fact, right? Uh, whether um, I think there's an a la carte service, or if, if they want to pay like a monthly fee for anything that might arise or come up, if they want to add features or whatnot. Yeah, for sure, because we we don't want to uh, leave the client deserted on an island after they have the app. You know, we want to be able to tell them that hey, we have some great marketing partners here. If you really need to get a marketing campaign behind this thing and and get this thing out there, um, we have a la carte services like you said that we offer ourselves, like with websites or 
with design work or if you need a design magnet, we can design your magnets <laughs> for you as well. Uh, but those are those are all different things that um, can help you know provide more more value and more you know exposure for our apps that we're building. And the uh, you guys have also helped us out obviously with the with the podcast. Yeah. Are you guys still running uh, the uh, uh, you know helping people get started if they have maybe a podcast idea or something? Yeah, yeah. So one of my colleagues, Joe uh, Pellegrino from J Michael Consulting, he he's really the the initiator of this podcast effort. Um, this is honestly, I've done one other podcast that I re- recorded for a client that needed some podcast help um, about a month ago or two months ago when this whole COVID thing happened. Um, I did one then, and this is honestly my first podcast other than that. Um, so the service that he offers is that if, yeah, if you're looking for a podcast, we're, we're trying this out. We want to add value. We want to get other people to, you know, have the opportunity to try this, you know, not only just equipment, but also this experience out as well. Um, he puts a little package together where he'll create the logo. So it shows up on the back of your screen or whatever for you. Um, it will show your, uh, it'll show your branding. He'll, he'll package it up for you so that you can uh, submit it online and stuff as well. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool service because a lot of people are interested in starting podcasts right now, right? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's been, uh, it's been a journey for us. We sat down and we were like, let's do it, you know? And that's another thing. Again, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm the most, ex- obviously not the most successful entrepreneur there is, but I definitely enjoying the process because you, you have to be, you have to just do so many things. And it's like, you want to get it all perfect. If you go back to our first episodes, they were not perfect. I mean, we're still, like you said, um, every, we're fine tuning things and we learn things every time. Sometimes it's what side do the, the females, what's their good side, you know, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, with, you know, our setup has to be a little right. bit different sometimes. And, you know, so we were never aware of that before, you know, right. Yeah. but it's fun. It's, I mean, I've, I've wanted to start a podcast for years, but I never knew what kind of podcast I wanted to start. And I'm like, who just wants yeah. to listen to me talk all the time. And, and we get to learn and interview so many um, interesting people here. Lo- it's, so far it's been locally, but um, experts in their fields. And, and it's been, uh, we've learned so much and we, and we already have uh, over 700 downloads. And so we're, and people, um, I'm starting to run into people who are like, man, I listened to your podcast. People I wouldn't have thought, you know, right. um, have listened to it. Very so cool. uh, very, very, uh, uh, very interesting, and I and again encourage all entrepreneurs. There are people out there with that mindset of starting a business. Just just do. Um, don't worry about what people are going to think about you, and um, just perfect your craft. And 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 when we when we started the podcast, it was it was about educating people on the app. Then we're like, okay, well let's start talking about real estate stuff. So then we start interviewing real estate people, and yeah. then it's like, okay, well let's talk about entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's expanding. So we're yeah. we're. And we fun. have some exciting ones coming up as well, and and uh, I, I I hope that it, it's only going to continue to get better. And um, if you if you had an idea right now, maybe there's something circulating uh, going around right now because of the pandemic, um, or due to the pandemic. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier about uh, advancement in technology and some cool things coming out. What are some things that if somebody was trying to find an idea um, that maybe some advice you can give them as far as like some things you're starting to see in the market. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's always where the best ideas come from is, is just doing life and experiencing problems like you guys just talked about, like uh, getting part of this process and, 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 and having these problems come about are only positive, they're only negatives in the short term, you know, right. and they ultimately end up being positives pretty quickly. So whatever you're experiencing, whatever your pain points are in life, 
Um, those are the things that best ideas usually come about from because everybody else has that as well. You know, just like you guys did with doors open, your pain point was what every real estate agent has a pain point of is coverage for their open houses. And when you guys came in and gave those examples of, oh, my kid has a soccer game and um, I can't do this open house that this, this person wants, um, I need somebody to cover for it. Like, I understood that. My, I have kids. They play, he tried to play soccer. wasn't really good at it. But um, <laughs> I could see myself in that situation. I could see myself experiencing that similar pain point, and that's what makes the connection from people then seeing value into your concept and wanting to download it. So um, just be self-aware. Just keep doing stuff. And, and I like that because you, you just kept saying, like, I'm like, this guy's just like a spokesperson for Nike. He just kept saying, just do it. Just, just do. And your logo has do in it as well. Yeah. I think that shows you guys just – do yeah. you know what I mean? We you know do maybe, connect. Maybe we get connect. sponsored by Nike and just throw a just in front of the do, yeah, yeah. and then an no, it at I the think end. We got to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't need I don't need any lawsuits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't got that Those kind of money floating letters. around yet. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just doing stuff. Um, you know, human beings are made to be doers, and and the more you do, the better you feel. And um, in doing stuff, you'll realize those pain points, and you'll you know, analyze them and, and hopefully try and bring value to those. And, and that's where innovation comes from. So, um, you know, that would be my, that would be my advice to somebody looking for an idea. You know, there's no real secret of, Hey, stand in the shower, scratch your head and drink this. And yeah. an idea will come to your, you know, it's just keep doing what you're doing and just be more self-aware of, of pain points in your life and, and see if other people could potentially have those pain points as well. And then you might be onto something. And then, uh, as I always like to say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, mm. this is it's everything from the start of it to, to talking to different people. And when you're, you have some kind of unsurety about an idea, you know, you always want people to have confirmation and and people are nervous. I mean, we get people that are in the office are like, I don't do open houses. I'm nervous. It's like we you, you're, you're a real estate agent. You're going to have to get mm. out, think outside of the box. You're going to have to become different and deviate, uh, deviate yourself from, from your peers, uh, to stand out, you know, so you can, can eat and feed your family and, uh, everything from, like we said, the podcast, I mean, we were un uncomfortable and, um, y there's still a lot of things we're very uncomfortable with, but we, you just have to keep doing them. Uh, and then, eventually you'll find your confidence and, and, and ability to, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's, that's the best advice you can give to anybody starting their own business. You have to, you have to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. You have to, right. It's not being a business owner is not uh, a bowl of cherries. You know, it's, it's tough. There's, there's, yeah. you're going to have downs, you're going to have ups, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. There's going to be times you're going to want to quit. You know, that's the uh, security. When you work for someone else, you go, you work, you go home, you have no responsibility after that, you know, whereas like a business owner, you, you there is no like work and go home. Yeah. Like after work, there might be problems that occur that you have to figure out for, for tomorrow. Sure. Like it's, it's 24 seven being a business owner. So you have to get comfortable being in the uncomfortable or else it's going to be very difficult to be successful mm. in my opinion. And I remember that first podcast too, man, I was so nervous, but we both were there. <laughs> we, we both probably said 150 ums, but we ended up going like an hour long and we we're like, wow. This is actually not as bad as we thought. Right. Once you get into it, the worrisome is always worse than the actual outcome. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I read some stuff the other day. I should probably know it better before I just try and rattle it off. But it says like 72% of the things that we worry about never actually end up happening. So the worrisome really in those scenarios are worse than the actual outcome. 
But yeah. even more so, if it does happen, usually it ain't as bad as what you're worrying about. Right. Yeah. So. And you just have to, you know, um, if you're a perfectionist, I, I don't know. Um, but if you're an entrepreneur, there's, there's, you have to get uncomfortable. Uh, you, or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. There's no doubt about it. In my mind, having gone through this process over the last several years from real, real estate to trying to, you know, start this business and getting it going, and we wouldn't have the success stories and stuff we had today if I was afraid to take the first leap or even the second and third, you know, so you have to continuously grind it away and, and uh, reaffirm yourself, but also surround yourself with very positive, like-minded individuals. I think mm. that's very important too. And one of the things about uh, that's been great about um, working with uh, you at Divine Digital is that you've also introduced me to a plethora of uh, other uh, individuals that I otherwise would have never known um, that have either helped me with my, I know Jason of um, Testimonial Tree, he's, he's now got us uh, into a mentorship program to help us um, yep. with Fusion Point. Uh, and we, you know, we're excited to start that challenge up and, and to just perfect ourselves and, and get better. And that's about, that's it. You're, every day you should want to try to get better. There's no perfect. It's just getting better at what you do um, and, 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 and learning. And yeah. again, surrounding yourselves with the individuals. And I know this has beaten uh, Horse with a Dead Stick, but a lot of people, anybody who's ever looked up business or entrepreneurship, they've heard um, you're the average of the five people that you hang out, you surround yourself with, right? right. So, you know, um, I try to stay around the, as much positivity and people that are outgoing um, and that are willing to take risks and, and do different things as well. Um, that uh, and they're trying to do better, and they're always trying to do better. Our office is like that, you know. Um, you know, DOC was basically born again by, by finding Ricky here and, and getting him on board here. We wouldn't have the success stories that we have today if it wasn't for Rick joining me because, you know, again, you also want to have people that can, can help support you. It is a tough journey, and it is um, uh, very weight bearing and, and there are times like Rick said where you're going to want to quit and uh, you're going to think to myself you're, to yourself you know should is this the right move um, but you you just have to have those other people that, that'll call you up and say hey are we doing this hey are we getting this done you know and having that is is so important I think especially for people like myself so um, yeah thank you for introducing us to people and again I would encourage everybody to check out uh, Divine Digital um, because you got to open your doors to to new things um and uh yeah so that's that's about where we were at and, and real quick i got a, i got a quick question um because i know this is something a lot of people have asked me to like typically how much does like an app cost and what do fees look like okay yeah yeah getting right to the right to the right to the point question. right to yeah, the toughest yeah. one no i mean everybody <laughs> i get that question all the time and um it's it's um, it's all dependent on the idea, you know, and for us, we want to take it one step at a time and, and do the wireframe with them first. But typically what I, you know, like to tell clients is that if you're getting into step three, you're, you're making a significant, you know, investment. And that investment could be anywhere from $10,000 to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, but your concept can be completed anywhere within that spectrum. We just need to figure out how to do it in its most simplistic for, format if needed from the beginning or how are we going to do it in its most complex and robust uh, format. Does right the, the, does the well. price change by like how many features they want to add to it and all that kind of yeah, stuff? It's, yeah, it's primarily based off of one on platforms, like, okay, where are we building this thing? Um, you know, iOS, Android, web, whatever. 
Um, and then the, the other one after that is just, it just starts compiling from there based off of features and functionality, mm-hmm. you know, and there's certain features that make apps more expensive would be like a user profile or user to user interaction. Like, Hey, can I friend request you? So can now two apps kind of talk to each other is something that makes the app go up in cost. Um, payment processors, you know, Hey, is, are we taking credit card information on here? What, what does that look like? Um, uh, geofencing features, automation, anything like that. So a lot of concepts can be done in an, in an MVP format, minimal viable product. What is the most minimal amount of functionality that will give this a viable opportunity to succeed with the least amount of functionality possible? That's doable for the lowest end of a, of a budget range for step three for any idea. Um, it just might be a little bit more difficult than to be successful if you don't have everything that you need. So we work with the client. We find out what their what their budget is, what their expectations are. What, you know, we try and calculate an ROI for them as well, so that we can make that smart investment and, and, and know going into it, whatever they feel comfortable with is what essentially they're gonna make. like. You don't go to buy a new car and have no idea what you're gonna go buy, you're gonna kind of have a range. Like, yeah, I'm either a Honda guy or I'm a Mercedes-Benz guy or I'm a Ferrari guy. You know what I mean? Like, all three of them are fine. All three of them can get you where you need to go and get you from point A to point B, just like an app can. Mm -hmm. But are you gonna have all the bells and whistles? Are you gonna have all the features and functionality and things like that? So that's the biggest cost differentiator. And and I would also uh, add that in our own experience is that even though you think that your app idea might be I would highly suggest keeping it simple to start, you know, mm-hmm. get people to, you got to get the, the, the initial features to work yep. first. You got to get people to grasp that idea, but um, ultimately overwhelming them with a ton of features in the very beginning, I would suggest that that's not a, that's not a very good thing. I mean, even in our case, we, I thought we kept it super simple, but um, you know, you're starting to find out that people have a lower attention span now, and you really have to walk people through what um, what they're supposed to be doing. Right. So whether that's create a tutorial in the very beginning, but even that is like a barrier to entry now, right? If you have if they have to sign up for something or if they have to look for information, they might download the app, but then are they going to finish the the actual um, sign up process and register process so there's there's so much to take into account because again we're pulled in 30 different directions with social media and phone calls and text messages and so you want to take that stuff um, uh, in, in in account when creating an app so keeping it very simple very easy to sign up you know yeah. the basic stuff first get people wanting that and understanding how to use that and then I would suggest maybe updating uh, uh, you know, different features as you go by. And again, that also helps with competition If anybody who's trying to repeat, you, you already have a phase two, phase three lined up, like, sure. you know, kind of like we do in the bag, um, from feedback that we have, then, you know, you're still ahead of the game. You're ahead of the race, to, yep. no matter what money they throw behind it. Yeah, so. the worst, the worst feeling I ever have, or the worst phone calls I ever have with clients are the ones that have to call me after launch and scrap features or functionality and say, oh, the user base, they don't want this. Right. This isn't this isn't what we thought it wanted to be, and so that's why going out there with just what you need to present value as, and then adding those features on, is something unique that we do with our agency than other agencies that try and have you jump into the deep end of development. Hey, put all the bells and whistles on there because then they get paid more. You know, they get more uh, development work. Um, for us, and what our unique differentiator is, we go the opposite way. Let's start off as simple as possible. 
because then if that can work, I know you'll be back to add in more features and functionality strategically that's actually needed. And so that's a big, uh, that's a big differentiator for us, and I think it's a big reason why um, a lot of apps aren't successful out of the gate is that they go the other route. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they blew all their money on those features and functionality that they end up needing to scrap. And, no market and don't forget go. there's things like glitches that can pop up, so you got to make sure you have... Some money to get those things fixed, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's technology. It's not, it's not perfect. <laughs> so having that type of mindset goes back to like what we were talking about before, which is business and staying small and staying agile and things like that. It's the same thing for your app because your app is just a small version of a business. Now, is it, is it harder to take features off compared to adding them? No, it's not hard. It just sucks to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Just deleting something that you built that you thought everybody wanted that ultimately you didn't need. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not it's not the removal process that sucks. It's just that by that point, somebody's already paid for it. It's already been developed. We've already yeah. taken the time. Now we're not going to use it. So the opportunity lost. Right? Yeah. So well, don't want any of those. And that's why, going back to our process, wireframe everything out first. Confirm it. We want to get double, triple confirmation before we get into development because I'm just as invested into the client's success of these projects as they are. I it's also like. your reputation. You yeah. want you want to be successful in, and right. have people be successful through. So I've got to have them do it exactly how I would do it because then I know without a doubt I could sleep at night saying, well, this is – this is this is how I would do this is what I would want a development agency to help me decide and yeah. help guide me with um, going through the journey because I've been through the same journey before. And so I understand, you know, what is needed, what's not needed, what what should be advised at certain points and we just you know And that's that's what we love about you guys. It's a very personal touch you put onto uh, what we do. Nice. Well Jared Thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with us and uh, we continue um, to, to look forward to um, your, our continued growth, but yours as well. And uh, um, you guys are doing really great, great things over here. So um, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, uh, Jared, go ahead and uh, plug yourself. Um, where can people find you? How can people reach you? Divine Digital? Uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, website's the best spot to start, uh, divinedigitalagency.com. Um, you can take a look at our three-step process I've been talking about a lot of, our portfolio. You'll see doors open on there as well see some of the projects we've completed and you know we have a lot of frequently asked questions listed on there as well because usually a lot of people have questions and they don't want to ask me directly because they think I'll sell them an app uh, but uh, go on our website read through some of the questions that I couldn't answer for you guys on the podcast today we've got some commonly asked ones on our website there and then you can follow us on Instagram and stuff we're uh, you know at divine digital agency um, as well all right perfect well if you guys are looking for, uh, if you guys have any questions or if you have any feedback about this episode, please uh, do not hesitate to email us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com and we'll try to get to them in uh, the following um, episodes. Um, you can also find us at Doors Open Connect um, and, uh, you know, on IG, Facebook at Doors Open Connect LLC, LinkedIn, uh, Deshaun Robinson, TikTok at Doors Open Connect. Um, then, <laughs> Again, thank you so much, uh, Jared, for, for taking the time out of your uh, day. And uh, we appreciate all the support and everything that you've given us and guidance along the way. You've done amazing things. So you guys, if you're listening to this episode, I hope this has encouraged you. Uh, if you have an idea, a business app idea, you want to take it further, you have other questions, stop, stop in at Divine Digital, talk to Jared, sit down with them for a 
the uh, free count. It is free, right? Oh, yeah. Free consultation. Talk, I'll talk for free as much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to start doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, you want to take your business to the next level, definitely come in and, and chat with these guys, and uh, they will uh, help guide you through the process. Uh, they've been great and hands-on, as we've explained in this episode, with everything um, from our first phase of development to, w to where we are now. So um, that is Divine Digital, okay? So again, thank you all of our supporters and our listeners. We greatly appreciate it. We uh, really hope that we continue to give you guys value here in the local community, um, and we really value your support. Please, if you do enjoy these episodes and, and want to continue, uh, continue to share them with your friends and your family members and anybody you think might provide value or, or might um, be, be looking for value, uh, like the ones that we're sharing here in, in this episode and the ones in the prior um, past. So. Um, again, thank you all so much for your support. We can't stress that enough. Um, so we'll keep the doors open until your deals, so your deals will stay closing. Until next time, this is Deshaun, this is my co-host, Rick Haas, DOC, signing out.